Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little and welcome to A Little History. In our first season titled A Mythology Apology. Each week I'll be bringing you stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. These stories can be some of the most iconic tales we've known, and some of them are just really weird and obscure. So join me each week as I present this to you, alongside a lot of shit-talking, some weird segues, and some weird silly sound effects. You're listening to A Little History. And now for part two of the Epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, Humbaba. Who immediately made her their queen. As a cow. No, as a human. Unfortunately, he trips on a tangled root and kind of knocks himself out. <laughs> so he's a horse mechanic and he's another god. He's a horse mechanic. I didn't need a freaking story about making pies, man. I know how to make a bloody pie. I've caught you the deathless. <laughs> give me the fucking ball and I'm going to go down there and I'm going to give Gilgamesh a piece of my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Plexiplus. Homeless Gandalf without a beard. I'm not going to help you at this point, but what you should do is you should leave your silver snuff box with us for us to remember you by. <laughs> silver snuff box. And she uh, she starts cursing Gilgamesh, being like, fuck you, Gilgamesh, piece of shit. So here heads back to Mycenae with Cassandra the concubine. <laughs> is that what she's known as? And one job to do, mate. One <laughs> fucking job. Don't look in the closet. I'm glad I got your attention. All right, and we are back with uh, part two of the Epic of Gilgamesh. Woo! Gilgamesh. With me again is my esteemed brother, Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hello, I stayed around for the sequel. I'm, I'm here, I'm ready. You did. We need to find out what happens. Desperate to know. Yes, very desperate. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so just to recap where we were last week, uh, we've uh, we found Enkidu. <laughs> These names. Yep. He's been calmed, calmed by the harlot Shamat. Yes, yes. Unfortunately named. <laughs> the harlot. He, yeah, unfortunately named. I'm sure she didn't choose the name, mm. but... Uh, her actions did. <laughs> her, her future career did. Yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> So she's taken Ink- Enkidu from the wilderness and uh, showed him the ways of, of, of civilized folk. Uh, you remember his time with the, the shepherds? He was partying, drinking, being merry, and uh, generally shedding his wildlike ways. Um, and then he gets re uh, what's the word? Re reminded of the uh, shitness of uh, King Gilgamesh. Uh, yes. How he just. Uh, Struts around like a bull and uh, just just a bit of a douche. Just total toss. Yeah, just uh, just doing what he wants to do with uh, any women folk in his realm and pretty much offing any dude that he that he feels like. Oh, what about us? One part man, two parts god. He's just uh, all dick though. He's uh... <laughs> that cocktail of dick. <laughs> yeah, not a great ruler, but uh, you know he's he's mighty. So who's going to challenge him? Looks like Enkidu is because he's a mighty man. <laughs> He's a mighty man. Mighty man. He's been spurred forth and uh, he's, he's, he's on the walk now. He's on the warpath. He's, he's left the shepherds. He's left Shamat, I assume. We don't really hear much about her. But he's on his way <laughs> to Auric. Her part's done, is it? 
<laughs> it looks like it. She boned for a week and her part's done. <laughs> well, she's fulfilled the, uh, if you remember the horrible qu- the horrible quote that I read you last oh, week. Yes. Uh, yes. She fulfilled the role of womankind. Oh. So you're like, you fucks. <laughs> now she's fading off into the background. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. Uh, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, Enkidu, he arrives at the city of Uruk to challenge the mighty king Gilgamesh. Uh, when he rocks up to the palace, he's, he's banging on the door. He's, 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 letting, his, he's, let, he's letting his presence known. Uh, but Gilgamesh isn't there. He's actually, uh, he actually left early to go to the wedding feast. And, uh, you know, supposedly you, know, you assume to wet his wick in, uh, in the new bride uh, before, oh before the husband gets to. Is that a term? Wet his wick. You're like, what a fuck with. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Gilgamesh. Oh, it's another wedding. So it's like wedding crashes with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> no one here is funny. They're not hunting for bridesmaids or anything. They're going to the top. Is he the Will Ferrell character? <laughs> the Milo. Oh, it's got to be, got to be, yeah, super creeps. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, so yeah, so Enkidu, he's uh, he's uh, Gilgamesh isn't isn't at the wedding, or isn't at the palace. He's at the wedding. So snap to Gilgamesh, and he's 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 at the uh, he's about to get to the marital chamber and to, you know take what is his right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like that, Enkidu appears in the doorway. So he's, he's used his wild, wild man super speed. And he's uh, blocking the entrance to the marital chamber. Big dog. So he's he's doing the Rocky, <laughs> the Rocky that we talked about last episode. Re- reverse Rocky. Yeah, blocking the exits. <laughs> so he's in the doorway. He's ready. He's in the doorway. He's blocking his path. And Gilgamesh. Fight oh, Exactly. Gilgamesh is like, fuck off, mate. I'm about to get my bang on. <laughs> Don't you know I'm king? <laughs> Does he have an awkward boner? <laughs> and he's ready to Gilgamesh. <laughs> like, he's just what? Why he's already he's already warming himself up in the doorway. <laughs> why why have you got that, mate? Oh no, I thought that was he's, he's about the king's business. You can't be uh, can't be spending all night there. Exactly. Oh. So Enkidu, he's he's on the back foot now because you know you got Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is half there already. Half mast. But he he, uh, he he gets his composure and he goes, mate, you're no king of mine. You're shit. Let's just let's just battle. I mean, I've I've had it with your answer. Are you taking another quote again? You're shit. <laughs> Direct from the tablets. Direct. <laughs> oh god, amazing. Now, if there's something that Gilgamesh uh, likes more than banging a newly married bride, um, <laughs> it's taking down some fool. Is <laughs> yeah, exactly taking down some fool. Just yep. battling dudes. That's what he's about. <laughs> And so the the two warriors just explode into a, a, a contest <laughs> of strength. Chub. Explode! <laughs> oh, you just see him. He's full. He's full chub there. If he doesn't like banging <laughs> other people's brides, and he loves fighting dudes more than that, he just loves fighting dudes. You assume he's at he's at full attention. Beastly man. He's like, whoa, let's do it. <laughs> so they're going. They're going at it, yeah, and they they start fighting in one in one of the royal courtyards. They're having a big contest in there. It's basically just like a wrestling match. Just uh, who's who's stronger than the other? Are they all oiled up too? Oh, of course. Well, if you if you rec- if you remember from uh, from last week, Enkidu was he's got his skin all oiled yes. and he's he's been shaved. He's looking oh. looking legit. And you know, Gilgamesh being a king, you'd assume that he's uh, he's got the oils on him all the time. <laughs> if forever has oil, yeah, well, he's would oiled you? up. If you had the option, exactly. When in doubt, just oil up and uh, and you're all good. Now, being being Perfect. that they are two mighty mighty men, they battle for hours. 
And, uh, you know. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they're very much enjoying the wrestling. Agenda. And a big crowd gathers around to watch the contest because people are just like, holy fuck, this, this wild man who's come onto the scene. Uh, you know, he's holding his own against Gilgamesh. Like, normally Gilgamesh just swats him away like flies, <laughs> but this guy's holding it up for hours, no less. Oh, he, oh, he's on top. Oh, now he's on top. Oh. A little bit like that, yeah. But, you know, Enkidu's wild man strength starts to, to wane a little bit, and Gilgamesh uh, begins to get the upper hand. You know, he's two parts god, Gilgamesh, so I think that's starting to starting to win through a little bit. Um and he's just—he's been fighting for a lot longer than uh, than Enkidu has. Enkidu is just like a wild man animal. So they're pretty much fighting to see who the bottom is, and they're, <laughs> they're finally finding who's, who's going to be the little bottom bit, the little pillow biter. <laughs> it looks like Enkidu is going to uh, going to fill that role because eventually Gilgamesh overcomes him in a contest for the ages. Ooh, and what okay. would you think? What nice. do you think the uh, the onlookers were were thinking? This wild man who they've all prayed for, someone to someone to battle uh, Gilgamesh, and uh, they're just like, ah, fuck. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> so close. God damn it. <laughs> but still, a good contest for them. Yeah, something to watch, I suppose. There you go. Fight night, pay per views. Fight night in Uruk. Two two oil oiled up dudes wrestling for hours on end. Fantastic viewing. Well, you think they don't really have a lot else to do apart from their normal daily duties set traps and have them you, you think like in uh in medieval times especially like people gathered in their hundreds or thousands to watch like public executions because they're like oh wow something different fuck yeah <laughs> they're probably like oh is there gonna be food <laughs> we'll just go anyway I'm yeah the people just stop throwing like cabbages at the <laughs> at the prisoners and it's like oh, let's just keep that ourselves make a nice stew yeah, we stop it. They always throw yeah, fruit at people. What you and it's always that? really fresh produce as well. You're like, what are you doing? Oh, how colourful is it? Those tomatoes they throw. Jeez. Poured that shit. Oh, <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, Enkidu being a really, uh, he's, he's, he's quite, the, he's just awesome. And he goes, look, Gilgamesh, clearly you are the stronger. You're the mightiest man of, of, of all. And you're destined uh, to have the right to rule over others. And you'd be like, oh, just because you're stronger means you're a good ruler? Like, fuck. That's where Enkidu kind of falls down. You're like, mate, what the fuck? Anyway, but Gilgamesh, he's like, dude, don't feel bad about that. Like, we had a great contest that lasted more than, like, five seconds. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> because you know what? I think we should be friends. Oh, no. Well, when you roll around with a man that long, you're going to get some feelings. Eh? Yeah. He's getting some bromance going. Exactly. And that point, Ninsun... Gilgamesh's mum comes down to him and he's like, Gilgamesh, mate, you know all those dreams you were freaking out before? This is the guy who was sent to challenge you, but he turns out to be your mate, just oh. like it's happening. Enkidu, he grew up in the wilderness, um, in the wilderness. he's got no family, he's a loyal companion, and uh, he's the one he dreamt of. He's going to be a lifelong friend. The best of friends. So he's finally got a bro to hang out with. He's going to bro down. I respect you, bro. <laughs> He's going to respect yeah, each other. Enkidu's like, yeah, we should totally be friends. And they kiss. It's not specified how. I'm assuming just like a rite of uh, friendship or something like that. And all... Oh, it actually says it they does, kiss. Yeah. They, there's <laughs> a lot of embracing, a lot of kissing in these stories. <laughs> a little smooch. It's a good, it's a good hey, smooch. It's a sign of affection. Show your love. Exactly. You exactly. Go. And all animosity between them just dissipates and they become the best of friends. And again, mm. what are the regular people thinking about? At this, at this stage, they've been praying for this guy to like send somebody to stop our oppressive king. Send somebody now, and the guy's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm actually his best mate now." You're like, "What the fuck, Enki, do?" 
send him a bash brother instead. You're like, oh, sick. <laughs> We're gonna, can't go anywhere near him. <laughs> oh, shit. And they're like, so is Gilgamesh going like, to stop being a dick? Or like, what's what's going to happen with our situation? But don't worry about that. Uh, because we think like his assholeish behavior uh, towards his own people seemed to have stopped. Because uh, everyone seems to be happy at the, 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 the joining in friendship of uh, Gilgamesh and Enkidu. And it seems to be all that all that need, was needed. Gilgamesh just he just wanted a friend, so he's he's got ah, that. Well, okay, I'm sure all the families that he murdered and yeah, <laughs> and all the people's wives that he banged yeah. are all feeling really good about themselves. Now. Yeah, they're like, oh great. <laughs> they're just like, oh, oh, okay. Well, in that case, we forget all these all these unfortunate brides. Are like, I've got a bastard in me belly because of him. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they English? <laughs> ah. Jesus, Gilgamesh. The small contingent of bloody Gilgamesh. Always had me again. From Sussex. <laughs> Who's his new mate? Enki do. That's a stupid name. <laughs> bloody ridiculous name. Is it my fair lady? Doesn't want to speak yet. <laughs> uh, so um, so yeah, for, for a while the two friends they hang out. They they begin getting a little bit bored, and they're, they're just like, "Look, we need to we need to seek some challenges, you know, worthy of mighty heroes like us." <laughs> they're sick of tag teaming people's wives. Like, oh no, no they're boring. Actually, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> they're still thank, that. thankfully that's uh, that's been put a stop to. It seems. Oh well, there we go. There's exactly, good. stuff stuff starting to happen now for the city of Uruk. So, uh, so Enkidu, he's uh, he tells Gilgamesh about a terrible monster who he's heard of, who uh, lives in the cedar woods, as in cedar being a type of tree. Oh, uh, was that from his bush pals? Told him that. Well, it word spreads. If if anyone knows anything, it's that word spreads in the forest. They're like a freaking sewing circle. Those mm. animals. Everyone talks. It would be like Johnny. It is. <laughs> it would be like it would grow this bloody bit. <laughs> but yeah, so he's heard from he he's heard from spo- uh, forest speak. Uh, that there's a horrible monster that lives in the cedar forest. Forests. <laughs> forest, forest speak. speak. <laughs> Sorry. You haven't heard of it? Did you hear of the forest speak? No. Right. That's, it. <laughs> That's all the forest speak you'll get, actually. That's all the forest speak. There's a big monster. His name is Humbaba. Oh, Humbaba. Humbaba. Ooh, sounds impressive. Or sometimes referred to as Huwawa. Uh, depending on the if you use the Assyrian or the Sumerian, but buddy Humbaba just sounds better. Hey, they're both Humbaba good. just sounds better. They're both good yeah. choices. I'm, sti- I'm sticking so. with Humbaba though. He's got the Baba. I love it. Baba. And so, oh. a few stories about this guy or this entity. He was created by Enlil, and he's the guarder, guardian of the cedar forest. So Enlil's the god of air, of wind, and storms, and he controls people's destinies and all that jazz. And he's he created um, uh, Humbaba as a way. There's a lot, as I said. There's a lot of stories. Um, he's uh, created to guard against uh, a set of gods called the Igigi gods. They're kind of like if you think, well, really, basically, they're like the Titans from uh, from Greek mythology. Like they're like a, a, a uh, group okay. of okay. like crazy yep. gods who like rebelled against the older, more wiser gods. So and it was like, fuck, I got to put a lid on this shit. Um, <laughs> he's he's got Humbaba. <laughs> to to guard the cedar forest, which is like where the uh, I think it's a cedar mountain. I'll correct that later on if I'm wrong. 
um, which is where the gods live. So this is like the cedar forest, and they're trapped in there, and they well, can't. Well, that's 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 the realm of the gods. This cedar forest. So Humbaba's oh, okay. guarded okay. against uh, Ingigi, but he's also set uh, set in place there to basically make make it terrible for humans if they come anywhere nearby. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. humans don't mm-hmm. go there. This is the land of the gods, and plus Humbaba's going to get you. And so the interesting thing about the cedar trees, this is like uh, located like around like modern day Lebanon, like this sort of realm. So like the whole tale of the cedar trees and and uh, and all that stems from the h- historical campaigns of the the actual King Gilgamesh, who led it seems to j- this story to justify Gilgamesh leading raids into the the area of Lebanon and like chopping down a bunch of cedar. And taking that lumber with him back to Mesopotamia, back to his city of Uruk, and that because there's not a lot of oh, there's not okay. a lot of timber in uh, in Mesopotamia or at that stage anyway. So he's okay. like, let's get some fucking wood and get back. So this justifies him going into the gods' forest. Well, it's and cutting it their seems trees. like this whole story of 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 Enkidu suggesting to Gilgamesh that they should go and battle this beast Humbaba who lives in the cedar trees is uh. A, a mythological spin on the actual event of them leading a raid or several raids into Lebanon to get some get some lumber. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So if you want to jazz up a story about getting some timber, you've hey. done it. Done well. I'm jazzed up. Ch- chuck Humbaba in the mix and you're all good. Humbaba. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So i tell you what, who, who is jazzed up by it is uh, Gilgamesh. He's like, he immediately suggests, mate, we should go battle this fucking Humbaba guy. And uh, we should wreck his shit oh. and cut down these trees. And uh, Enkidu's like, mate, just be be careful, you know, because I I grew up in <laughs> whoa, I grew whoa, up whoa. in the wilderness, and Humbaba's not he's not a pushover. I've never met him though, but you know you hear you hear, like story, you hear stories of him, <laughs> and he cautions uh, he cautions Gilgamesh against battling him. So why did you like? Why did Enkidu even suggest it then? Yeah. Don't suggest the o- just plant a Don't seed. suggest the overhanging yeah. fruit out of reach if uh, you don't want you don't want baby boy Gilgamesh to have a crack at it. Oh. He loves to do that. Pat, was that a was that a bit of a uh, a mention to one of our past oh, no. podcasts? <laughs> no. Hanging no. fruit, hanging fruit. No, oh. Tantalus is still doing his thing. I hope you guys listened. Oh. Go back to episode one, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Enkidu, he, as a way to kind of warn uh, Gilgamesh about it, about the whole the, the ordeal that would happen, is he describes Humbaba. And uh, the description of Humbaba is a little bit all over the shop. Like it's it's kind of like it's kind of <laughs> like when I was describing um, to Daniel the boar, or the Caledonian boar, how it's like oh he's a mouth of fire. Um, his roar is like flood water. You know, his breath is death. <laughs> so if you if you actually put those items together, he's not. You can't picture. <laughs> the Enkidu is trying to say, look, this guy is a ra- is a major major force. Like he's got all that shit behind him. But then you've got uh, other accounts and descriptions of Humbaba in other texts, and also um some carvings and that. So you sort of piece it all together. Like a lot of them have him with like a lion or big cats kind of body he's got hands like a hands or lion paws for hands he's got his whatever whatever shape his body's in is like fully scaled um like a like a serpent (laughs) he's got um he's got feet like a vulture and uh so think think like big talons (laughs) and all that shit he's got the horns yeah the horns of a bull 
And uh, something I really like is this little spin at the end. What's now, his head? Well, his What's head's his kind head? of like a bit, a bit like humanish, but also could be like mm. really rough and lionish. But like the best thing about him is that some of the descriptions has both his tail and his cock has uh, like sna- snake heads on them on the tip. <laughs> Snake cock. I'm like, what the... Just the tip. Just the tip. And you're just like, all right, guess you're going to go fight that guy then. Does the head lean to one side or is it just mobile? Just I think everywhere. some... some <laughs> the Some accounts... Oh, sorry. <laughs> the snake heads. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even his actual head. Yeah. <laughs> it depends, on, it depends <laughs> on which way the wind's blowing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's just a penis for a snake. <laughs> it's really oh. weird. Is that where trouser snake comes from? Is that the mythology? Is that what this whole well, story is Well, we're claiming about? it. If, if, if anything's grounded okay. <laughs> in, in modern fact, it's uh, it's the trouser snake. Yeah. The Lebanese are claiming it. <laughs> it was us. <laughs> trouser snake, bro. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, you know, hearing all this, um, this description, Gilgamesh just brushes off Enkidu's claims. And he's saying, look, mate, don't worry about it. I mean, this guy's a pretty bad dude, but together, both of us as mates... You know, we'll be able to take care of this guy, and if we don't, <laughs> you, you, me, yeah. you, me, and a bit of oil, we've got this dude. But he goes, but you know, even if we do fail, our names will live on because you know we through like history and fame because we 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 went up against him. So Gilgamesh is all about glory. He's like, mate, let's go, let's go off this guy or die and die in the effort. Yeah, fair enough. And you know, Gen- uh, Enkidu, he's he's you know moved by this he goes yeah let's let's go do this and so gilgamesh is like mate let's go to the forge and get get ourselves kitted up for battle and there's like a huge thing where like, <laughs> think like a forging montage or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm picturing one of my head yeah. right now <laughs> and uh and then you've yeah and then you've got the uh the blacksmiths at the forge they start arguing over the weight of the arms and the armor and they talk about how it needs to be measured and all that and you're like mate let's just let's let's get going eh? let's 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 push this <laughs> Uh, and so Gilgamesh, before he leaves, like any good, uh, you know, great ruler would do, he presents himself before the people of Uruk, uh, saying that you know what he wants to do, and that him and uh, Enkidu are going to go and fight Humbaba. And you got you got to think that the people, even though he stopped probably stopped banging their wives and all that, they you got to think some people are just like, good, I hope you fucking die, you prick. Yeah, <laughs> not, they must be feeling too good about. Like, yeah, please go down. Haven't forgotten about you, you dickhead. Hopefully, this monster will. Yeah, screw <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, where am I? Sorry. Uh, Enkidu speaks to the elders of Uruk at some point, uh, and they're like the authority of this city. Like there's all, there's elders, but like you know, Gilgamesh is king, but the elders, um, you don't know how much power they have. But they, um, they, uh, or he echoes his concern to them about Humbaba being, you know, pretty powerful and all that. Humbaba. And uh, and so the the elders speak to Gilgamesh, and they say, oh, you know, be careful, Gilgamesh, don't be too wild and all that. And Gilgamesh listens to their statement uh, of his noble counselors, but he'd be like, mate, fucking whatever, I'm king, I'm gonna do what I want anyway. Um, Enkidu, let's roll. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, old mates. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, but they, they pretty much tell him not to be too rash and all that, and let Enki, pretty much let let Enkidu do the heavy lifting and lead the way and all that because he's a he's a, a loyal friend and all that. And uh, he knows the path to the Cedar Forest, so just trust in Enkidu, and he'll he'll do all the heavy shit for you because he's super loyal. So just do that. Mm. And yeah, and the yeah. Enk- uh, the elders talk to Enkidu, and they entrust him uh, the king's life, and they go don't, pretty much saying, "Don't come back without him. He's our king. Uh, he's great. Uh, just protect him." 
And Enkidu's like, no sweat. I'm Enkidu. Like, I've got it. Enkidu. So Gilgamesh now, he's, he's like, enough with this noise. Let's just, uh, let's just go. But before, before he leaves, he goes with Enkidu to uh, Egalma, which is like a, a great palace, to see his mum Ninsun for a blessing before he goes. Oh, Jesus. Look how much they got to do before they go. <laughs> Get to yeah, it, guys. Exactly. So Gilgamesh, uh, uh, he told her what um, he says what him and Enkidu were planning on doing. You'd think she would have known beforehand, but... <laughs> well, they've been telling yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so she hears this and she freaks out and she's like, oh, I need a bath. <laughs> that's probably the, that's the sanest thing anyone's Unexpected. done just, just relax take a bath and just you know think I just need it. to nut this out for a little <laughs> don't bit don't overreact just need a bath and so for several days <laughs> she oh, baths that's a, a good days. one she, she'd be nice. pruny by then real pretty <laughs> definitely she's got the foot on the hot tap trying to get the hot water going <laughs> a glass of, glass of claret she's, uh, she's having a great time oh She's been going through a few bottles. She's gone through the uh, Ferrero Rocher or or Cabri's favourites, whatever they're called. She's and she's <laughs> the lint, the lint, lint yeah, chocolates. A woman, oh. woman of class. Yeah, nice. And so she's she's ends up bathing herself for several, several days, as I said, uh, and then she dons herself in the finest robes and jewels that she's got, and then she gets onto the roof of the palace and she you know burns some incest for the, uh, <laughs> incest incense. <laughs> <laughs> not, it was in the bathroom. It's, not one, it's yeah. not one of those stories, kids. Um, <laughs> burns yeah, some incense for the god Shimash. So if we remember uh, the god Shimash, he's the god of the sun and uh, justice and law. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he he's rides a chariot across the sky each day, like Ra, the Egyptian god Ra. So he's like he's, he's a pretty ah, yes. powerful god. And Ninsun begs. No, and there was a Greek one that did it too. What was his name? Oh. I forgot his name. I'm drawing a blank. I'll insert it there. I feel terrible that I've forgotten it, actually. We'll pop it in and it'll be funny. I've even heard another podcast regarding him. And it was about him and his kids. Oh, what was his name? Hi, everyone. Pat from the future here. So I'm a complete idiot and uh, had a complete mental blank. Uh, it's Helios, the god of the sun. Go me. All right, time to go back to the present. Uh, anyway... <laughs> So Ninsun begs Shamash to look after Gilgamesh on his journey, just basically watch over him and all that. And uh, Shamash is like, no worries, I've got you, Ninsun. Don't worry about a single thing. <laughs> I got you, girl. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, Ninsun turns to Enkidu. Uh, so, like, you assume that, like, both Gilgamesh and Enkidu were there, like, the whole time? Waiting for her to finish her bath. Like, when is she going to be done? How many bottles is she going to have? <laughs> Were they waiting for the shower, like afterwards? Like, hurry up! We do not know, but and she, she places a sacred pendant around Enkidu's neck and uh, basically ad- uh, adopts him in a formal ceremony, and which makes him and Gilgamesh uh, brothers by sacred blood. Brothers by sacred blood. Brothers. Yeah. So, like, it's official. Unknown brother. It's official brotherly love. Brother from another mother. Exactly, and so they're 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 tied now. They're re- they're ready to go. Uh, their bonds of friendship are now a bro- is now a brotherhood, and they're good to go. And they, and they leave. Hey, hey there we a go. Big traveling Jesus. thing where they travel for like twenty leagues before they stop for food, and then like 
you know, uh, and they travel in three days the distant 20, 20 yeah. leagues yeah. So like, <laughs> under the sea or <laughs> not quite, but, uh, they travel, it's got here. They travel in the, the distance in through, or sorry, they travel in three days, the distance it would normally take a man to cover for three weeks. So you go, oh, yeah, Big steps. Eh? Yeah. They've got some endurance, nice. but Gilgamesh along the way, he starts having some trippy dreams. Um, you know, he's good, he's big on his dreams, and he's oh. like, Enki Do's like, mate, don't worry about it. All these dreams are favorable. It means we're going to win on our quest. But his mum's not there to tell her. Like, but oh, remember, no. she's got Shamash to look over, look over him now. Whenever they travel, you Shamash is in the sky going, No worries, guys. I've got you. <laughs> yeah, it, each time they say it's it's a huge thing where each time they set camp for the night Gilgamesh climbs a nearby mountain and you know he makes an offering to Shamash <laughs> and all that and then Enkidu's left behind uh, he, he gets all the sleeping gear like, he basically sets up camp every time yeah, <laughs> Enkidu was like screw you I'm going to bed <laughs> like, yeah. he's like a Sherpa yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Tenzing Norgay or, or like Samwise Gamgee all the time he's like oh I made you camp there Gilgamesh it's like oh you fuck <laughs> This relationship spun so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> they hated each other about a week ago. Jesus. Yeah, buddy, Enkidu's making his bed. Uh, yeah, God. Yep. So, um, so yeah, Gilgamesh comes down to camp, and him and Enkidu they go to sleep. Uh, Gilgamesh wakes during the night, um, and and he witnesses uh, uh, a warning from Shamash. And Shamash tells Gilgamesh that they must hurry to confront Humbaba because uh, Humbaba. He's one of these guys that wears seven pairs of armor, like seven suits of armor. He's one of these guys. Is there many of them around? It's always seven. In this case, seven suits of armor. <laughs> so, uh, but he's he's taken off all but one, one set. So, don't know why. And those he's he's comfy. He's at home. He's like, oh, I'm just going to be comfortable. Just one. Just Leave one on time. me after fives and uh, just relax a little bit. Yeah. This is Humbaba time. Let my scales breathe. <laughs> Get a little scale. Humbaba's off the clock. Yeah, he's chilling out. He wants a three-day bath. Let me snake cock air out or something like that. Snake cock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, and so, uh, yeah, so they, they uh, Shamash advises and ur- urges Gilgamesh that you know, him and Enki do need to hurry, get there so they can defeat Humbaba before he puts on his other sets of armour. And so the two heroes hurry to the edge of the Cedar Forest, uh, but Gilgamesh, he, he starts to chicken out a little bit at the prospect of fighting Humbaba, and en- it's Enkidu who comes to him and says, mate, don't worry about it one bit, we'll take care of this, we're fucking Gilgamesh and Enkidu. He gives, offers him all the encouragement that he needs, <laughs> and he says, the two of them, we, we, we've got what it takes to fight, to you know confront Humbaba, so let's do this. And so they go, yep, let's let's friggin' do it. So they 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 uh they bear down on Humbaba and the fight is epic. It's oh. like a, one of those huge raging battles. Apparently they uh the battle rages so hard that the mountains of Hermon and Lebanon split from like the the tension, we'll say. Oh like everyone's like, holy fuck. And just, there's no one else there. There's no one else there, but it's like, holy fuck. The mountains are splitting. They're in their villages. What the hell? It's an emergency. On? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so big old battle royale. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, our two heroes begin to tire because, as mighty as they oh, are, no. they 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 can't go forever. But Humbaba. Are they wrestling? <laughs> are they res- greasy wrestling again? Well, it's like a bit of everything. There's a wrestling. They're striking with their swords and axes and all that. It's a it's a it's a proper battle. 
Like, he's got a snake dick. Jesus, guys. Don't get, get away from it. And you, t- you can tell he's just flashing it about as well. He's like, yeah, check out my snake ball, my snake dick. <laughs> I'd, I'd be leading with that. <laughs> it was like, oh, mate, could you just fight me? Like, ah. Snake cock. I need that venom. <laughs> Shit. Still, get, oh, still getting your snake dick in me. Oh, God. Ugh. So veiny. <laughs> So they're fighting, and they're becoming yeah. Hubaba starts to get the upper hand hand on the battle, and uh, and Gilgamesh is like, "Oh, mate, Shamash, could you help us out, mate?" And uh, mate, Shamash, he's been listening, and he comes down from heaven from the heavens, and he's like, "Fuck you, Humbaba," and gives him thirteen wins to the face. Ooh, cop my thirteen wins in the face. Wins. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Thirteen different kinds of wins. Do you want to know what the wins are? I do. You give him the south wind, the north wind, the east wind, the west wind. So you like all at once. You've got the whistling wind, the piercing wind, the blizzard, bad wind, which is different from the others, assuming. You've got the wind of Simaru, which I'm not quite sure what that is. I tried to look it up. I don't know what the wind of Simaru is. Uh, Add in the comments, uh, anybody who does know, I'd love to know. Uh, You've got demon wind, ice wind. Storm Ooh, and sandstorm. So you got all those winds that just fucking hitting uh, Humbaba in the face. Are they all the winds possible? They're the 13 winds that Shamash possesses. Surely there's more. What about the wind of the willows? <laughs> Didn't you throw out one of those? <laughs> He's saving that one. That's too bad. Exactly. Powerful. He's like, mate, let's just see how these first 13 go and then we'll. Uh... <laughs> I'm not dusting off that one. <laughs> not getting rid of all me winds. Old toe. <laughs> I'm not throwing toad at him. Whoa, not a jukebox, that. boys. Just uh, let's see how the first thirteen go. <laughs> see how this first album, this first oh. album drops, and then uh, and then I'll see about <laughs> I'll see about putting some singles. So how do the winds go against the big boy? They do the job. They hold Humbaba in place, so he oh. can't he can't do anything. Oh, and uh, so Gilgamesh is within striking distance. Now I've got to say uh, that's one of the accounts. Of Shamash's 13 wins. So there's oh. other accounts uh, of how Gilgamesh, uh, you know, uh, gets himself into a winning position against Humbaba. Because I said, uh, as I said last mm-hmm. episode, there's a bunch of different accounts coming from different cultures and different languages. So a lot of other traditions. So one of the traditions which I wanted to say, is, which kind of suits Gilgamesh because he's a dick, uh, is uh, he tricks Humbaba by trading him his sisters <laughs> uh, to 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 be his uh, Humbaba's wives and concubines in order to distract Humbaba, and he yeah, comes yeah. up and punches Humbaba in the face. So <laughs> you're like, all right, just a big old punch to the face. The dodge my sister. It's the dodgy <laughs> maneuver, right? <laughs> yeah, giving up his sisters. Uh, either way, you've got um, it, whichever way you look at it. You know, you've either got Gilgamesh being a bit of a shifty dude, great brother, um, or he's getting really looked after by the gods. In this case, Shamash. So that's kind of the central themes. Well, the win- I, I do like the wins. I like the wins as well. I was like, fuck yeah, thirteen of them. Wins are very underrated element. So <laughs> I do enjoy they getting a little shout out well, here. I do <laughs> reckon they've they've gone a bit overboard with the number of wins. Like you've got bad wind and storm <laughs> really? as being two separate wins. Like. Come on. <laughs> I think they've been a little bit generous with uh, categorizing the wins here, but that's all right. Um, it does the job, and Humbaba's held in place. But in, in, in our story, Humbaba begs Gilgamesh for his life, and he praises him for his divine parentage. Uh, parentage. 
and uh, the fa- the favoritism which Shamash shows on him because he knows he's like I know those wins fucking Shamash oh mate <laughs> Shamash is like what you gonna do about that bro I'm um, fucking Shamash catch you in the sunshine so he's not antagonizing him going uh, you actually didn't do anything Gilgamesh it's your bloody god pals but hey I praise you anyway. Thanks, Gilgamesh. He's being held at Gilgamesh's mercy at this point. Mm. So you assume that Humbar- Humbar- he doesn't want to die. He's like, mate, you know, just he'll say anything. He goes, spare my life, and you know, I'll become your servant, and I'll cut down as many. Oh, sorry, yeah, I'll cut down as many cedar trees here as you'd like. And you got to think that Gilgamesh would be like, bitch, I fucking cut down my own cedar trees. I'm Gilgamesh. I'll cut cut down as many Where's as I like. This <laughs> <laughs> badass warrior is turning into a bloody. Little pussy. <laughs> Jesus. Ah! I'll do your chores for you. I'll do your chores, mate. You're pathetic. Come on, Baba. Come on. Pick yourself up, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, and, and yeah, you you think Gilgamesh should be like, bitch, I fucking chop down any as many trees as I want, mate. I don't need your help. And uh and uh, Enkidu he tells Gilgamesh, he's like, mate, don't trust him, Baba. He's a shady piece of shit. And uh, you don't want him being your servant. I reckon he's probably a little bit jealous. He's like, mate, don't get fucking Humbaba to come. I'm your friend. <laughs> and so anyway. I'll make you bad. <laughs> but he's he's right though, because uh, Humbaba, he is treacherous. And uh, he, he turns to Enkidu and tries to convince him. He's like, mate, Enkidu, you and I are both of the forest, like slash wilderness, which is kind of true. They're both, uh, they're both sort of natural forest dwellers or whatever. And he tells Enkidu, he's like, mate, I could have killed you any time when you were hanging out with the gazelles. And this should carry some weight. I, I had the chance to kill you. I could have done that, and I didn't. And this shouldn't mean shit because, you know, you didn't know anything. Like, if you knew anything about Enkidu's situation, um, you would have known or had some idea how it was going to play out, which, you know, he didn't. So he, hence why he didn't kill mm. Enkidu. So you're like, Mbaba, you ain't going to like the stand on there, buddy. And uh, it's pretty much what Enkidu tells him. He goes, mate, I'm not buying it. And he just he shrugs off his pleas for clemency. And he tells Gilgamesh straight up, he's like, mate, just destroy this bitch. Like, Humbaba's got to go. Oh, he rats on him. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't think Humbaba, like, really took him aside or anything. He's maybe speaking in hushed tones or something yeah. like that. Or Gilgamesh is busy admiring his, his sword or the cedar trees or something <laughs> like that. Um, Old snake tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's transfixed, <laughs> transfixed by Humbaba's snake penis. He's just like, hey, there's a snake down there. There's really a snake down there. How does that, oh, how does that not work? Oh, not listening to anything you're saying, buddy. I, we're not the same. You're a widow. It's like reverse snake charming. Like, this snake is charming me. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm in a Gilgamesh yeah. trance. Humbaba, he hears uh, Enkidu uh, basically tell Gilgamesh to kill him. And uh, Humbaba, he's not happy with this at all. And uh, he throws out a curse. And uh, Ooh, he basically another says... another curse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. good. It's, it's not... It's not like a massive. He's basically like, "Fuck you, Enki, dude! Like you're being a forest dick. I'm, I'm not happy hey, with any, this at any all." Any curse is good, Pat. And uh, he doesn't quite get the chance to finish up his cursing because Gilgamesh kills him <laughs> and uh, <laughs> chops off chops off Humbaba's head. Oh no, Humbaba! No more Humbaba. Oh, to be fair, he did. He did deserve. He did deserve to die. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he pushed out of the end. I tell him he want to do it. Hum, bye bye. <laughs> No. Oh, God. <laughs> that was um, wow, wow, man. Wow. Um, um, wow, wow. Awful. Uh, um, wow, wow. 
<laughs> That's what he was like at the end. Where, 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 love it. Um, and so, so Enkidu and Gilgamesh they do the secondary mission and they cut down all the cedar that they want. So, and they tie it to a raft and they sailed it down the river Euphrates towards Uruk, uh, but to the city of uh, Nikko. Now, Nikko, N I Q Q. Oh, sorry, fuck me. To the city of Nippo. Backwards, Q. Oh, I, was <laughs> to, I was about to jump in there, buddy. That's <laughs> all right. I was about to jump in and correct you, but I'm, I'm glad you did it yourself. I'm glad I'm glad you let me find it out on my own. You idiot. <laughs> yeah, so they hook up the uh, the Cedars to a raft and they send it down to the city of Nippur. Now, Nippur, that's the city that Enlil, the god of the winds and all that, that's the city he resides in. Mm-hmm. So you think there's got to be like a bit of a, a bit of a fuck you to Enlil? Like, yeah, we just killed your guard, yeah. like your pet, the guy you put in charge of the forest. So you made sure all these like random other gods wouldn't like these titans, so to speak, wouldn't come and like mess your shit up. Yeah, we killed him. What do you reckon of that? <laughs> He's on this wood. At least we got past him. We chopped down some of your forest, your godly forest. So like, not quite sure. What that's about, but they end up. Um, the idea for that is that they build like a massive door, and uh, you know the the capturing of the cedar forests, or the the getting the lumber uh, for that is a big thing in um, in Mesopotamian history. Like they go, yes, we got we got building materials. We can now do shit with it. So that's good. So so we can do something at the moment. We can uh, we we can pause for a short moment, and we'll try and sell you some uh, whatever we're advertising. Are we selling lumber? <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so. Where's Bunnings when you need them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So back after these uh, short messages. And we're back. Uh, hopefully, you guys bought all the lumber or whatever it was that we were uh, <laughs> we were advertising. Whatever we're flogging off. <laughs> Steak knives. Now's the time. Uh, drink them if you got them, uh, because you better believe that uh, Gilgamesh and Enkidu are—they've uh, returned to Uruk. Finally, and the celebrations have begun. Lost a little bit of footage there, but uh, basically, uh, we were just about to discuss the people of Uruk and their reaction to the spontaneous return of Gilgamesh and Enkidu. The hero's return. Yeah, the peasants are like, oh, the hero. fuck. <laughs> I bet they're just like, god damn it. The fuck do we have to do? Who do we have to pray to? <laughs> Why can't they get back? Gilgamesh, she's taken the head of uh, Humbaba, Humbaba and uh, placed it in a little leather leather satchel, which he's, uh, he's brought back with him. So he's got the head of Humbaba with him just to show people that uh, mm-hmm. he's done it. Um, all the all the cedar, all the lumbers in town as well, been distributed around. Uh, everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, good on you, Gilgamesh." Uh, you assume <laughs> wood, yes. Big parties are uh, are happening right now. You got to assume that Enkidu he's getting to them jugs of beer again. I mean, they're probably like uh, it's probably happy hour, just fifteen dollar jugs or something like that. He's uh he's got the karaoke going as well. He's having his parties, his dance around, and all that, and everyone's just having a great time. I mean, a great thing has happened, and all everyone's well. in on it. Nice. So all is forgiven for for Gilgamesh. They all love him again. Everyone loves him. I think because he's done he's done a mighty deed. They just be like, oh, don't worry about your personal shit, mate. 
and like, meanwhile, like everyone's like all the all, all the all the men's and fathers like like the wives. They're just like fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> what water under the bridge? He said. <laughs> the media has put it under the <laughs> swept it under the rug. <laughs> just oh no, he's a hero. Anyway. They're not happy, uh, but you know they're hiding it well. Everyone's having a great time, and it's a party. <laughs> having yeah, a great time. Um, so after the party, Gilgamesh he is having a bath. He decides, "Yep, I, I need to wash all this off, or wa- wash all the gunk off me from from oh. battle, from the road, a, from my journey." Yeah, he, he had a spare three days. I'll have a bath. Yeah, I, I I assume they've just played a winning game of footy, and they went, "Yeah, let's go back to the club and." Have some beers and and oh, schnitties and whatever, and then go out to go out go out in the town. And he's like, "Mate, I need to have a shower now. It needs get to be that done." Denker rub off. So he's washing all the all all the stuff out of his hair when he notices that he has an admirer. Oh, someone spying on him. Yeah, well, they're openly spying as well. They just standing in the doorway, going, mm, "I like what I see," and it's Ishtar. Ishtar. Ishtar is the goddess of love. And war. Oh, is she? she All's is. fair. All is fair, Pat. Yep. Think you're Near Eastern uh, Aphrodite, version of Aphrodite. Yeah. And she likes what she sees. Hunk of man. Hunk of man. Hunk, hunk of one part man, two parts God. And she's like, ooh, oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Flutter. Um, and she starts, she starts tempting him to marry her. She's like, oh, you do this, I'll give you all these, all these gifts, all these great things. <laughs> Is that a tempt? Maybe start with seducing him. <laughs> oh, you can marry me. No, she's. Yeah. No, she start. Well, she's the goddess. You assume because she's the goddess of, uh, you know, of love and all that. Like, you know, a, a beautiful thing to behold that most men would be like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll marry you. Like, oh my god, you're the goddess of love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, but she, he, he's no ordinary man. He's a mighty man. And uh, mighty men just need to be tempted a little bit more, you know? They don't just fall so easily. <laughs> yeah. And so this you, this seems like a no-brainer for Gilgamesh. You'd think you'd think so, right? You're a goddess of love. I mean, what's not to love about this whole arrangement? Mm. But uh, the thing about Ishtar is that Gilgamesh knows about her past. And her past isn't a really great one if you're, you happen to be one of her lovers. Oh, he's talking. Jeez, Gilgamesh. I know, right? He's got a good past. <laughs> Popcorn the kettle yeah, black. Jesus. Anyway, she's she's uh she's quite the scornful lover, and uh, many many of her partners have uh, they've copped it from her, both human and animals, because she's a oh. goddess. She can she she pretty much does what she wants, and there <laughs> he goes <laughs> through. Is she a mantis, Pat? <laughs> Bites her head off after they're done. Yeah. Well, she goes to town on a lot of dudes. It's uh, <laughs> and it's not good. Hey, one for the ladies. There you go. Yeah. Well, she's a goddess, so. You hope she's got a bit more power to her. But she, uh, Gilgamesh, she's like, I don't know if I should be marrying you uh, because of, and he goes through the list of all the, <laughs> the famous famous lovers that she spawned, or spurned, sorry. And uh, and one of them, one, I'm, I'll tell you one of the stories, and I love it, because one of the stories has her loving a shepherd who's like a master herder. So like the best shepherd. <laughs> King shepherd or something, I don't hey. know. Like, Nice. There's one of the guy, one one of yeah. the examples, and so this, this master herder, he he bakes a not really nice bread every day and slaughters one of uh, one of his baby goats every day for her, 
And she, you know, out of boredom or for whatever reason, she's like... <laughs> so he's too much of a nice guy. <laughs> he's, he's a really great guy. And for for, for her reasons to, that are her own, she's like, fuck you, mate, and turns him into a wolf. Oh. And uh, so the, you, you think, hey, now Wolf Shepherd, that's pretty awesome. He's got the skills. But um, now, unfortunately, this is bad for him because his shepherd buddies don't recognize him anymore. Oh, no. And they chase him away. And uh, and you're like, oh, mate, that's pretty bad. But to add even further insult to injury, even his own dogs don't know who he is. And no. so they, they, they basically chase him around, snapping at his shins the whole time. Oh, goodness, mate. You're like, fucking Ishtar, what are you doing this to the Master Herder? So that's like, that's <laughs> just, like just dump the it. stuff that she does. <laughs> it's the stuff, yeah, just get rid of him. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> Ruin his life. God. Yeah. I need to think about me for a while. Like, geez, just do that. Treat him mean, keep him keen, Pat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And she's well, That's why she's a goddess, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's why you worship her. Yep, but uh, yeah. So Gilgamesh goes through the, uh, what seems to be, I've, got, I've read it as well, fuck, the, the never-ending list, the seemingly never-ending list of all the people that she's fucked over. And he's like, man, I don't want any, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. How does he know about this list? It's like, it's common knowledge. Okay. Yeah, everyone knows about the uh, the the what the main working. The, the guy down at Mooseheads. <laughs> the guy outside Mooseheads. Gronk. Yeah. Every, any any bar, everyone's like, "Did you hear what Ishtar did today?" Oh, yeah. the fucking shepherds, shepherd mate. <laughs> um, yeah. So he he strongly rebukes Ishtar, and we all know what happens. Uh, how good that can turn out when you start yeah. when you make a choice wow. like like that. Especially when you know the stories. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same same time, you sort of go, all right, I feel for Gilgamesh a little bit because both options weren't great. Mm. You go, mm. either you get to have, you get to marry Ishtar and probably have a good time for a little while and then get fucked over or just get fucked over straight away by, by knocking her back. Oh, is Gilgamesh feeling something what he dealt on others a little while back? I hope this is a bit of a the wives a bit of come up and him. Yeah, a bit of come up and yes. Oh, how's it feel, Gilgamesh? You bastard. Yeah, the uh, the women from Bristol have been uh, been in Ishtar's ear, going yeah. fuck him up. You get it, Gil. You get it. Uh, anyway, uh, and so understandably, Ishtar is pissed. What? And she's uh, she she. Uh, throws a bit of a tantrum. Uh, she puts on her weep wellingtons and uh, she heads straight up to the heavens <laughs> to see her father, Anu. Damn! <laughs> and her mother, Anurul. Anurul. <laughs> Essentially, that's what, she, that's what she does. And she tells them all about Gilgamesh rebuking her and basically talking shit about her, which the rebuking is, you know, you go, okay, you know, no means no, Ishtar. Mm. But uh, <laughs> the talking shit about her was like reciting what she had done. <laughs> so it's not really shit. It's facts. <laughs> it's a, a little bit, but she doesn't read it like that at all. And Anu, her father, is like, didn't you like come on to him? And isn't all the stuff that he recited to you, isn't that all the shit that you have done? Like, what's the problem? But I still think she is in the right because he's Gilgamesh. And he's like done so many terrible things. It's like, no, Gilgamesh, I don't feel sorry for you, buddy. 
We tell. I think that they're, they're playing like Anu having like clear male logic, being like, "Well, you said no, and you've done all this stuff. So what's the problem?" And like, oh, I don't understand. And Ishtar's still, still fucking fuming. She's like, "That dick's got to pay. Give me the bull of heaven, so I can go down and smite his ass where he lives." And uh, and she goes on to threaten. She's like, "Dad, if you don't give me the bull of heaven, then I'm gonna go down and knock down the gates to the nether world, and the dead are gonna come up and eat the living." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, she, fuck, what a threat. She is having a tantrum. <laughs> she is super sweet 16. She's lost it. That's huge. Her parents shouldn't entertain this. She got the Mercedes instead of the Maserati, and she's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Her parents should not entertain this. They should tell her to get her room and calm the hell down. Don't give in, but, dad and mum. But shit, just think about the... Think, uh, when I read that, I was like, ancient zombies. Oh, my God, how us. sick would that be? So what's the bull of heaven? The bull of heaven is just basically a heavenly bull. <laughs> I should have known that. The, what's the bull yeah, from that... heaven? Oh, it's a heavenly bull. <laughs> well, I'm an idiot. Just move the words around, Matt, and you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That ex- sorry, that explained exactly what I meant when I asked. Anyway, sorry. Yep. No, no further questions. <laughs> Thanks for confirming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's, it's basically just like a brilliant bull. Uh, it's it's super good to look at, and it's got all these like heavenly powers. Like it's it's got a powerful snort. It can smash dudes. Yeah, just think everything that it can that a regular bull can do, it can do, but like heaven status. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's a bit ambiguous about it, but it's just a really awesome bull to have, and it's enough for her to threaten. Uh, having the dead come up and eat the living for you. So you go, all right, you you got to hope that the bull can do some stuff. Must be pretty good. Yeah. And so, but Anu, he warns her by saying, look, if you demand the bull from me, uh, the city of Oryx going to have seven years without a harvest pretty much. So <laughs> I'm thinking in her, in her state, she's not going to give her flying fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. She's she's got to give maybe just a little bit of a fuck because the city of Uruk is where she resides. That's her. You know, I said that every every city or every god uh, has a yes, city. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So the Uruk is her city. I'm still think she could scrounge up a meal if she needs to. She is the goddess. Yeah. Like. I'm gonna have some people say, "Oh, Uruk's not Ishtar's city," but we're using Ishtar's name. Ishtar is the Assyrian version. Yeah. of her. And she 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 shows up in the original or in the in the tab the main tablet uh, carvings which I'm going off. So we're using Ishtar. Yeah, so for this pipe one. down, so, listeners. All but right, save it for the comments. <laughs> exactly. Pop in the com- comments, right. please. Let him read his story. <laughs> so he, he, she's got to give a little bit of a fuck about you know if the citizens of her city. Uh, have seven years of bad harvest because, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of time that happens where the citizens go, look, fucking Ishtar, you live here. We worship you. We're going to stop, stop worshipping you pretty soon if you don't bring us a harvest, you know? If, like, you don't you don't bring us through this. So Anu, he, he says, look, there's going to be seven years uh, drought, essentially. You've got to make sure that the city has stockpiles. So, you know, everyone's filled up the grain silos and all that. There's grass around for the livestock. So he's warned her what he's going to do. He's warned her what he's going to do, and he's given her an option well, how to get yeah. around it. So <laughs> I'm going to do this. However, here's a warning. You should do this to combat it. Yeah. Well, she's still pretty worked up as well. So maybe he's just like, look, I'm going to do this anyway. But I need to spell out to you what needs to be done for you to get there. Because you know what? You know when you're up in a huff and uh, 
and people give you information like, look, fuck off. I know what you mean, but maybe you don't get all the information. I know I do. When I'm when I'm a stroppy, I I, I miss I miss a few bits. I always just want a heavenly ball. And she's like, yes, I've stocked the provisions. I'm not a complete idiot. The people aren't going to starve. Give me the fucking ball. Yes, Dad. <laughs> and I'm going to go down there and I'm going to give Gilgamesh a piece of my mind. Nice. And uh, Anu's like, no worries, you can have the bull. So he gives uh, gives Ishtar the lead to the bull, and the and she leads the uh, heavenly bull down from the heavens to the uh, to the Euphrates River, which is near the near Uruk, and uh, and 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 they're there for a little bit. Oh, you're gonna get it now, mate. And the bull snorts open, and like as I said, the bull's got some uh, some some powers. So he snorts and uh, opens a pit. Of which one hundred young men of Uruk fall into and probably die. <laughs> Is that not specified that they die or not? <laughs> they become ancient zombies. They just said they fall in, unless she just throws them around for yeah, a bit. They're dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this bull's a badass. Nice. Yeah. And then the bull's second snort opens an even bigger pit, <laughs> and two hundred more uh, young men of Uruk fall in, and they definitely die. These oh, ones. Okay. So is it just is it just a pit thing you snort of? Like, come on, you got there's another trick. So far, that's all he's showing. That's his powers. He's like form of a snort. Yeah, you had me with a pit, but then the second pit, you can't follow it with another pit. Come on, come on, bull. Well, he's following it with a third one, <laughs> and it's even <laughs> <No>. bigger. <laughs> okay, at least he's getting bigger, I suppose. Well, th- this one, you don't have to worry about three hundred blokes falling in. Enkidu falls in. Oh, Enkidu! He falls up into his waist. Like that's how that's, that's how big Enki do is, and uh, or how small all the other blokes are. Like how small are the people of Uruk? Or oh, just how are two hundred people falling down a hole that's not very big? <laughs> yeah, and like great job by Ishtar looking after the, her own people. Guys, you aren't going to starve, but I'm going to fuck up three hundred of your blokes, aren't I? In you get. <laughs> so they can't work the fields. Yeah. <laughs> well, there'll be no fields to work for seven years. So oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> no worries yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the labor. yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is uh, used to symbolize that, you know, the famine that would spread from harvest. And, you know, even though they've got the stockpiles, some people may die. But I just th- I, I want to say that this is just uh, Ishtar being uh, shit. Oh, I'm Ishtar and I'm going to fucking flip it. Yeah. But that's fine. And he does it. Uh, where does he grab it? Where does he grab the bull, Pat? Basically by the horns. Whoa! By the horns. He gets to it, and uh, and yeah, he, he, a big big battle ensues in terms of just like another wrestling match uh, between Enkidu <laughs> and and the bull. It's always wrestling. <laughs> yep, and he holds the bull in place long enough for Gilgamesh to come up and give him the old stabby stab and oh. uh, kills the bull. Death, death. There you go. And yep, and he cuts off the bull's head and presents it to Shamash, and so like. Shamash up in the sky should be like, all right, um, thanks for killing <laughs> yeah, the heavenly bull, I guess. Ball. That was our bull, thanks. Dick. You're going to think Shamash has got to be looking at the other guys going, yeah, that wasn't me that time. That's uh, that's that's all Hank you do in uh, Gilgamesh for that one. Yeah. I didn't come down, blow 13 wins at him. <laughs> like, my hands are clean. But Ishtar, she's not happy, obviously. She's a bit broken up over the death of the heavenly bull and... Uh, <laughs> And basically, Gilgamesh uh, slighting her twice, and she uh, she starts cursing Gilgamesh, being like, "Fuck you, Gilgamesh, you piece of shit." <laughs> 
At the same time, at the same time, if you're gonna, if your sole plan is to get the the bull of heaven, the heavenly bull, to come up and kill Gilgamesh, what are you doing down by the river? Go to the palace straight away. <laughs> it's hanging out. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, I gotta kill some small folk. Three hundred of them. There's plenty of holes, but <laughs> we don't want to go delve too deep, especially when the heavenly bull's around. Oh. Yeah. I think and the only person who could get to the bottom of this is like Angela Lansbury or someone. And everyone at the end is like, how what? How did you get there? How did you solve this mystery? Oh, murder she wrote, eh? Jeez. Simple, when I was drinking some tea. <laughs> it came uh, to me. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, as a, as I was saying, Ishtar, she's really broken up about the death of the bull and she's cursing Gilgamesh. <laughs> the great thing is that Enkidu hears this and he basically cuts off the bull's hindquarters and then chucks it at her face. Ah, I got a bull bum in the face. <laughs> she's like a massive fuck you to Ishtar. That's a good rebuttal. I want to think she just like, he just chucks the bull's ass at her. Yeah, just <laughs> the slop. Yep. <laughs> All over slop in, her, in her goddess face and you're like, ooh, Got your mate. He's still stuck in the hole, right? Yeah, yeah, well, he's climbed, he's climbed out now. Uh, he's pushed himself up. He's climbed out now. He's good. Uh, it was basically like he was stunned. He was like, oh, I'm up to my waist. Oh, wait a second. I'm Enkidu. I can climb out of this. Either. Oh, what am I based? Yeah. But yeah, uh, it comes to the realization in everybody that uh, the bull of heaven is dead. Uh, and, you know, they all come out to mourn and bury it. Uh, so Gilgamesh and Enkidu walk hand in hand through the streets. They're boasting of their achievements. They're like, yeah, killed the bull of heaven. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, basically, but then they're probably they're probably also saying, oh, by the way, yeah, we killed Humbaba before. You guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, you should say. We're superstars. <laughs> and so they have a big party and then go to sleep. Now there's just no men as well. So it's like there's just <laughs> women around. He's like, yeah, <laughs> what kind of party? It's where they're locking their doors now for sure. It's like, fucking oh, no, God. give us a break. He's still, he's still alive. <laughs> it's someone someone call Shamat. Get her over here. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, so they, but uh, there's no sign of any uh, untoward behavior per, per se that we know mm-hmm. of. They all go to sleep. Uh, Enkidu wakes um, from having himself some bad dreams. And they're still the dreams are still lingering in his head the next morning, and he's like, oh, he, he's like, oh shit, I dreamt that the gods held a council about all this about what we did, um, and uh, as in what what myself and Gilgamesh did about how we killed Humbaba and now the Bull of Heaven, and so they, in the in the dream the gods argue for a bit, and then they decide that Enkidu must die. <laughs> it was either him or uh, Gilgamesh, and they go, yeah, Enkidu's going to go. Why? Because he threw the bull's ass at it. Well, it couldn't have helped his case. No, why is he? Gilgamesh gets away with it again. Jesus. <laughs> and so Enkidu tells this dream to Gilgamesh, and then not long after, he falls ill, and he starts, like, fall, like falls really sick, and everyone's like, ooh, Enkidu, you ain't looking so hot, buddy. Um, what's going Stop on? Stop partying. And buddy. he starts talking... <laughs> He, he starts, you assume he's in a fever and he's like, you know, realizing that he's uh, he's really sick and potentially going to die. And he starts talking shit and like starts cursing everyone. He starts cursing the, the young trapper who was like spying on him in the, uh, in the water yes, before. Yes, him, back again. Yeah, and then he curses Shemart, the harlot. 
and you, you just assume that uh, because you know I'm assuming because you know he was he was like oh, I was so happy in the wilderness why you, you know you guys dragged me out of there fuck this yeah uh, he's raging and grieving and all that and then Gilgamesh talks him out of curse him he's like man come on you don't need to curse him really it's all good so Enkidu's chilled out. And then he just flips it and he goes, he starts blessing them. He's like, yeah, the trap is awesome. Shamat's awesome. So he's assuming like his, his, his fever's all there. His fever's up and about. He's, he's incoherent. He's all over the joint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so as I said, yeah, Enkidu, he's chilled. He's, he blesses everybody. And then, you know, a few days later, he dies. <laughs> oh, no. Enkidu, he's gone. Enkidu is oh. gone. That's an ending. So he died of sickness. Oh, what? Yeah. So the gods, the gods held their council, as as we know, dreams are true. Uh, girl, the gods held their council, and uh, they decided that Enkidu had to die, and so they they cast him down and made him sick. Who was arguing for Gilgamesh not to die? Like, how did he get no votes to die, and Enkidu did? Or Shamat, Shamat, the sun god. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I believe yes. I I believe Anu as well. I think he was happy about it because uh, because he um, Shamat and Anu they talked to Ninsan. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. So okay. there was a bit of chat, and plus, and it was the classic chat as well. They're like, "Oh, we can't kill Gilgamesh. He's a king." Like, oh, come on, you no. it's, it's that sort of. He's highborn. He's got oh. noble blood. <laughs> it's Damn hierarchy, yeah. Kind of that sort of chat. Like, got to protect their own. We'll kill the peasant. <laughs> yeah, yep. kill the wild man. Yeah. So yeah, Enkidu is dead. No, no more Enkidu. Enkidu. Um, Enki died. Enki dead. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're keeping it though. No, don't. <laughs> Gilgamesh is distraught. Oh, and, he's uh, bad. In his grief, he comes face to face with his own mortality. Ooh, finally gets there. He starts realizing that, wow, even though I'm two parts God and one part man, I'm still part man. Like, I'm going to die one day. And, uh, fuck, what am I going to do about this? And so he's like, what is he going to do about it? Like, it's, uh, it's a question we all ask ourselves at some point Little in our life. Midlife crisis. Yeah, we got Well, you, you know, you lose Yankee do. You're going to start thinking about, uh, what about yourself? So, uh, we're going to find out what, uh, oh, what Gilgamesh what? does about this no. in what? part three. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> There's more to this story, baby. We're not even for Gilgamesh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you kill off Enkidu. I thought it's all done. Enki done. No, no, Gilgamesh. Oh, wow. There's more to go in this, uh, in this, this saga, this epic. This is a saga. This is ongoing. Wow. <laughs> Gilgamesh. Yes. It's oh, a pretty God. grim finish to uh, this second part, I reckon. I, I'm upset. <laughs> like, you do. Oh, he was everything. It kind of... When I got to this point, I was like, oh, fuck. It's like Empire Strikes Back. You know, Han's in the uh, in the thermite. Or, no, what's he, what's he frozen in? Carbonite. Han's frozen in carbonite. The yeah. fellowship has parted ways. Voldemort has returned. Fuck. Everyone's like, ooh. It's kind of sad. Like, shit's like... Not, nothing's resolved. Except yeah. Enkidu's life. That's it. Would have been. Oh yeah, if Gilgamesh died and Enkidu went on. That would have been something. But no, gonna, oh, Gilgamesh. What's well, going to happen to What is? What's the worst thing to happen to Gilgamesh? I lost my friend. Like everyone yeah. gets <laughs> fucked over, but Gilgamesh. <laughs> it was like fuck you, king. Yeah, what a jerk. Oh, so part part three. Oh. Part three on its way. Okay. Well, um, well. So until then.
I'm gonna have some freaky, freaky dreams. Oh, freaky dreams. Gilgamesh is, uh, well, he's concerned with how he's going to be able to, spoiler alert, he's concerned with his own mortality and he wants to figure out how he can live forever. Oh, intriguing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. uh, so that's a little little nugget there to keep, yeah. you, keep you interested. Keep me going all week. Yeah. And just to show me how interested you guys are, please remember to leave a comment. Uh, like the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Leave a comment because they are awesome. Uh, and be f- please feel free to correct me or on anything that I've uh, that I've said that is uh, not in line with your uh, recollection of mm. the um, of the epic, because the- there are very many different tales or versions of it. Uh, but hey, I just picked the good ones. <laughs> they are good, aren't they? Please uh, let let us know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bit of fun. Bit of fun. But yes, until until next week. Oh, okay. Until then, Gilga. Alrighty. Let's do it. Alright, bye-bye. Cool, alright. Ta-ta. Thanks for listening to A Little History. Uh, We're an independent podcast, so it would truly be wonderful if you could uh, like or follow us wherever you're hearing A Little History today. Uh, And feel free to leave a comment below as well. Now, if you want to get in touch, uh, have any suggestions for future episodes, or you just want to send in your love, send it to alittlehistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under a little history podcast. All right, we'll see you next time.